Should we just do it? Yeah. All right. Welcome back to the Off Five. Not it's not about Sex in the City. It's about The Office. My yes. name's Nathan. I'm Addie. <laughs> Let's talk about season four, episode eleven, Survivor Man. Came out November eighth, two thousand seven. Wasn't that November eighth is election day? But that wasn't an election year. I don't think. Well, it's the first Tuesday following the first something else day, I think. So it's like as the latest it could be, I think is. Oh, I see. Yeah, because it's an it's an odd year, so it wouldn't be midterms or uh, presidential. We usually register to vote, y'all. Yeah, that's right. We usually start out with a segment that we like to call Wikipedia, Wikipedia. is the best thing ever. Thing. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's trade off every punctuation. Okay. In this episode. In the- <laughs> Ryan excludes Michael from a company nature excursion prompting Michael to try to prove himself and his peers that he can survive in the wild. Dwight drops Michael off in the middle of a local wooded area and contrary to Michael's wishes, stays behind to monitor Michael. Meanwhile, Jim spends the day as a boss, but his plan to incorporate multiple birthdays into one combined event ends up alienating the entire office against him. Dun dun dun. Sinistar. We've got two plots going on. Well, kind of three. That's right. The home plot, home base plot, which is about birthdays. <laughs> What's the third one? <laughs> the first one, survival. The white uh, survival skills and then Michael survival skills. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, they're kind of <laughs> in their own separate episodes of Survivor Man. Yeah. Survivor Man- Man's. Oh, this was written by Steve Carell. Yeah, that's right. And it was directed by Paul Feig. Nice. I... Watch the deleted scenes for this episode. And did you watch them? No. It was some extra ones for the, you know, out in the wilderness, which I thought was cool because they must have filmed some more footage. You know, Steve Carell wrote this episode, but he also filmed some of it (laughs) (laughs) with a handheld camera. I know. So you've got kind of like a mockumentary inception going on. That's true. It's like if they gave handheld cameras to the people on the show Survivor. Yeah, or uh, like GoPros or something. I mean, that's what he does on Survivor, man. So. He doesn't think that he's got also like an entire film crew following him, but he does. Just one dude, right? Well, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll get to that. Um, let's do uh, crack open a cold open. All right, let's do it. Uh, so this episode starts out with Toby explaining that he was invited on a camping trip with Ryan. Dan from Buffalo, Mark Chisholm, and Jeff from Albany. <laughs> what was Mark's last name? From Buffalo. Oh, Chisholm. <laughs> Chisholm. I thought it was. I thought it was. I watched it <laughs> a couple times. I had <laughs> subtitles, so I can't. I okay. can't say if like maybe they just put Chisholm just for the kids or. Censored. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been. <laughs> Should I beep out his last name? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Uh, question. Yes. Why did Toby get invited to this camping trip? Is that what you're going to ask? Yes. I, I don't understand what those people are. And I don't understand why no women win at all. Like not Karen. What about Karen? I, I don't understand either. Because. Was it just the HR people? Like why did. <laughs> no, because they said branch managers. But. Karen's a branch manager and Michael's branch manager. And I don't know who those other people are. Well, and the other thing is like Jeff is from Albany. Dan is from Buffalo. And then Toby and um, Ryan are from where is Ryan? New York. Like this was like 
a long way for everyone to drive to meet in the middle. <laughs> Good point. Well, there's a deleted scene where Ryan explains how he wanted to put together like a retreat and he couldn't get funding for it. So then he said it was a green initiative and he was able to get funding. And he says it was like to impress women in the office <laughs> while he's filming oh. it. He throws a plastic bottle into a recycling and looks right at the camera because there's women standing around, but the women are not looking at him at all and don't see him do it. Oh but he my looks gosh. at the camera like, see what I just did? That's like, impressing everybody. That's yeah, so it's like good. it was like a vanity thing for Ryan, which I guess makes sense because he doesn't seem very outdoorsy himself. No, not at all. Um, but you know who does? Michael. <laughs> I'm joking, he's not. Uh, Toby, because he's got so much uh, makeup that looks like a sunburn. I just can't believe that Toby was invited and I can't believe that everyone was interested in his story. And I also can't believe that the best part of it that he could tell them was, I had to say no more s'mores. It's like, and everyone laughs. I know. And why? <laughs> why? Because why was Michael even jealous? Like, that sounds like so. I'm sorry. I know that he said it sounded lame, but I also think it sounded lame. <laughs> <laughs> well, Toby did say he didn't think it was going to be fun, but it really was. So he he was probably like making that Toby face the whole time he was heading there. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are moving to Costa Rica. I don't mean to be an inconvenient. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Well, that's our cold open. So it sets the scene. This is a cold open that actually has to do with the plot, which I like. And it's just the, I guess the joke is that everybody knows that Michael wasn't invited and they keep mentioning it like in their separate talking heads. And then once Toby finally gets to talk about it, which he gets to know details about, then Michael cuts him off, says, I need this room at some point. <laughs> I need this room. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. Why? Yeah, I can't, I cannot wrap my head around what this wilderness retreat looked like, but. Or like where yeah. it took place, because I just feel like if you're in like somewhere near Albany, Buffalo or New York City, like where are you and what type of like, uh, is it like a state park or like, is there like a river or is there like, I don't know. Sounds, it sounds. I'm just going to say, I have no idea what people on the East Coast do when they go camping. I can't imagine. Neither can <laughs> I. I only know the West. <laughs> I know. Tell us, tell us. Someone from the East Coast, tell us what's going on over there. Um, do you love camping? <laughs> out there in the east you love you go camping in the the big apple the jungle right in the middle for, of new york city yeah you everyone just goes to S central park pitches a tent or, <laughs> or tents their pants as <laughs> whatever they have um speaking of tensing your pants let's do the segment called how the turntables <laughs> okay i thought you were gonna say fashion show but yes I'm <laughs> with let's do turntables how the turntables where michael says things that maybe don't make so much sense well one of them is uh i you see here i've tented my pants i've made a <laughs> pants right. tent there's a curb your enthusiasm episode about that have you seen that i have the puffy pants or... yeah the, the the pants tent it's an everlasting joke when that happens to me i like to say oh man i have a genus <laughs> When you make a, uh, an actual tent out of your pants, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, That's right. The other thing that Michael says is that I thought, you know, it, it does make sense, but he has to clarify that Jim understands it. It's when he says, hypothetically, you know what hypothetical means, right? <laughs> it means not real. Not real, I which love... is not what it really means. I mean, hypothetically, that's what it means. But 
Jim's face when he says, do you know what hypothetical means? Is one of my <laughs> classic things that this episode yeah. is. is I, I want to screen cap it. I'm going to make that the episode art for this. Okay, good. This, uh, not that I don't think when I look on iTunes, I can't ever actually see the episode art I uploaded, but whatever. We'll put it on Instagram, too. I think you can see it on Spotify. Um, right on. Well, what about this one? To either die or survive. The choice is yours. <laughs> to Pam. She's yeah. like, do you want me to ask where you're going? No. Okay, good. <laughs> I love that. It's like the super literal. It's like, do you want me to ask? And he's like, no, because I'm going to tell you regardless. <laughs> and then Jim says, no, actually, the choice is yours. Yeah. Uh, when he's looking up at the sun, he says the sun's in the two thirds easterly quadrant. <laughs> two thirds easterly. Easterly. Yeah. As in having to do with Easter. That's right. Uh, because the sun rises. Just on like Easter. Jesus Christ. That's what I mean. <laughs> From the dead. Um, That's right. What else do you have for how the turntables? Uh, do you have anything else? Nope. I guess when he says, when I return, I hope to be a completely changed human being. <laughs> Twitch Jim says, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be great. And he does, you he's like, I might. Up like that, Michael. I might uh, take a personal day tomorrow and possibly the next day, but he. He comes back the same day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm going to put you in charge of the branch for the rest of the day and the next several days. <laughs> and he makes a fatal mistake. Jim does. That's right. He sure um, does. Okay. What, what else do we have here? We are going to move on to a segment called Kevin's Chilies. It's where we talk about references that were mentioned in the show. Pop culture references. Um, what, what do you have, Nathan? Well, there's a, a place, the deep Pennsylvania <laughs> wilderness, which I have to say, I've never seen the wilderness of Pennsylvania, but it looks a lot more like what would be in maybe California. <laughs> right outside of Los Angeles. Right. I like, or maybe even northern. It looks like small, like, I don't know. <laughs> I like when he says, um, this little guy might become Dunder Mifflin paper. <laughs> yeah, but they're going to go find some random fallen tree and dig it to the paper <laughs> mill. Um. Yeah, I have a, a food and drink reference. I'm loving it. <laughs> I guess right. it could be a song. I, yeah, a jingle. We don't have a we uh, don't have a section for a subsection for jingles. Put it under really food don't. and drink. Yeah, and then uh, Carvel's Pudgy the Whale. Happy birthday, cake. Oh I yeah, what that is up. that? It's an ice cream cake. I I always assumed it would be like a Baskin Robbins thing, but it's it's a Carvel, probably something that you can get in the East Coast. Oh, I thought it was Dairy Queen. Oh, Dairy Queen. That's what I, yeah, sorry. That's what I thought it was too. But no, I, I couldn't find any reference to Dairy Queen on there. Yeah, I've never. Question. That's not a thing. Yeah. Answer. Why did Andy feel entitled to pick a cake at all? It's not, his wasn't one of the birthdays. And Jim calls him out on that, but then somehow it still ends up appearing. Um, I think because he thinks like everyone's just choosing a cake. So he might as well throw his hat in the ring. <laughs> Wait, didn't he say it was his birthday two months ago? Oh, no, that was Toby. He said he wasn't going to go to the party if there wasn't a Fudgy the Whale ice cream cake. And Jim's like, oh, that's And he fine. also mentions another food. Uh, pizza mushroom rolls. caps. Oh, oh. pizza rolls and mushroom caps. A.K.A. nature's best mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Which are poisonous. No, Michael. Um, yeah, Fudgy the Whale was uh, produced and sold by Carvel in the 70s, um, along with Hug Me Bear and Cookie Puss. <laughs> Oh my god. Now those are all separate channels on Pornhub. <laughs> Cookie Puss is really scary. Uh. 
make sure you just find make sure you just google the wikipedia page and not just like on like because you never know turn safe safe search on before you google (laughs) cookie puss (laughs) there's also reference to a book briefly uh where i i think where my where dwight says we're going into the wild oh john Krakauer. did you you read that book of course i did i that was my eighth grade um uh i would say uh magnum opus (laughs) (laughs) okay how the turntables (laughs) um but yeah into the wild i haven't read it but oh you should uh, have you seen the movie brianne read it we uh tried to watch it last week and i we did not like it (laughs) Mm -mm. did you like that movie (laughs) You didn't like Eddie Vedder soundtrack? No, actually, I did kind of like his soundtrack, but I didn't like the protagonist, who I would describe as the most pretentious person I've ever seen on. Yeah, film. well, that's kind of how the book is too. I mean, he's like there's a there's basically two schools of thought. Um, okay. <laughs> one is that he's like an entitled brat going into the wild without any experience, and he deserved what he got. And the other is that he's a uh, genius smarter than we give him credit for and he just wanted to like not be in society anymore society you crazy breed yeah that soundtrack though is so good you have to watch the movie just for the soundtrack well can i just listen to it on spotify yeah you could next time you're driving up to um red feather lakes listen to it will do <laughs> now it's just like, the, the, like there was no drive to that plot and i will say that like I, I know what happens at the end of that book and by a half hour into that movie i didn't care what happened to that kid it's <laughs> <laughs> like you know what whatever happens to him is just gonna be just fine and i know what it is but like I, oh my god like, sorry i mean he's Savage. I, I heard he sounded a lot more compelling in real life and slash the book but i don't know in, in, the, in the movie I, I just thought it didn't have any drive but I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. I mean, I guess here's another example of something like mainstream that I like and you're, you just refuse to even open your minds to. <laughs> that's that's exactly. That's a good way of putting it. Uh, well, here's a reference uh, that I'm not so happy to see here, but it's a reference to a film. Did you get that? Broken Mountain. <laughs> yeah. Into the Wild. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. The one you said. Broken Mountain. It's actually broke back mountain so i guess this we could have talked about this under um how the turntables but it's basically just uh michael being jealous and then just projecting his um homophobia onto all the guys hanging out without him that's right um talking about broke back mountain i think the humor comes from the fact that he's trying to get a guy to go camping with him (laughs) while he makes this reference have you seen that film though yeah that's so good I really like that film, but I I don't know. I don't know if I'd watch it again because it was just kind of, uh, I don't know, made me really sad. <laughs> it's really sad. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if I could like handle watching it again, but it, it was, it, I don't know. I really enjoyed it when I saw it. It was beautiful. I mean, and like not to mention it's Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger. So, right. I mean, how could you go wrong? You can't. You really can't. <laughs> and also some wife. Yeah. <laughs> I, remember, I remember it was somewhat famous version that played here too. Was it Anne Hathaway? And also- was it? And then we also got Randy Quaid as like the rancher guy. I bet uh, Michael watched that right after he got really into um, the Devil Wars product. Was I don't even that? know if he watched it. I think Brokeback Mountain was like kind of a because it was one of the big first like mainstream like one Academy Award uh, 
gay films that like a lot of people were just making jokes about it that hadn't seen it at that time yeah wow it came out in 2005 and it it had linda cardellini in it from um freaks and geeks anna ferris oh anne hathaway oh. and michelle williams wow i don't remember i know characters in that movie i only remember two characters in that movie and i remember there was kind of someone else and then randy quaid was in it. yeah, yeah was, there were a lot of characters running around i know i want to watch that again um All anyway right, <laughs> movie uh, night and <laughs> what about what about the a song called happy birthday to you <laughs> i don't know that one yeah i mean and then uh, and then uh, there's also reference to a tv show did you catch that survivor man survivor man yeah i've never seen it have you i have i watched two episodes before this and i'd never seen it before but i watched two episodes what did you think it was great. It was really similar to it made me understand this episode a lot more because he Survivor Man is kind of like the more realistic version of Man versus Wild, which yeah, I have seen an episode. That's of. what I thought it was like Man versus Wild. Yeah. Man versus Wild, he has like a film crew with him and he's just trying to be the most extreme version. Like I remember the one I saw, he was like, All right, and I've just got here an hour ago and he's like, But you know, you gotta eat. So I'm gonna eat this giant spider I found in a cage. Uh, trying oh. time to drink my own urine and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, this one's a lot more subdued. It's just a Canadian guy. He's out there completely by himself. He holds the cameras. He sets up his own like he sets up a tripod when he's like doing things and describes it very much like how Michael does. builds builds a shelter and talks about whether or not you would want to build a shelter. And... Is he good at it? Like, does it seem like he's got some like actual experience, or does it seem laughable? Like Man versus Wild. Uh, it's it's. I don't think it's laughable. He. I will say that as far as television goes, it doesn't have a lot of like it's not because it's just him filming it. He like does everything. It's not like like the episode doesn't end with a finale or anything like that. He just at some point is like, all right, well, oh. all right, I've done it. So goodbye. Like, and then it's <laughs> over. Uh, but yeah, like you know. So it seems like, like it's vision. more like about like actual substance versus a uh, dramatized version. Okay. Yeah, there's a handful of episodes on Hulu and it's, you know, he'll go somewhere and then he'll have like kind of like how Michael, he'll have like a few things like he'll have like half a water bottle, like with plastic and some flint maybe, but like not a lot of things. He doesn't, you know, a pack with like an extra shirt, but no pants to tent or anything. <laughs> um, and like, he's different things each time, but I, I don't. I didn't gather from that, and I don't know if this was something they did earlier on, but I didn't gather it was like an acting out of a scenario. It didn't seem like that. It seemed like they just kind of dropped him off with a few things, and he survives for seven days or whatever. Oh, like the scenario where Michael says, I'm I'm being kidnapped by a creepy murderer. The overkill yeah, killer. <laughs> the overkill killer. <laughs> exactly. That's pretty good. No. But I did enjoy Survivor Man. I thought it, I thought it was it was fun, and and you it, you'll definitely get the way he's narrating it is is very much like Survivor Man's, and the way he's filming it too. So yeah, cool. Well, I would I will watch that, and I'll get back to you on the next episode when we're not talking about Survivor Man. <laughs> <laughs> How fitting. Yes. Uh, oh yeah, Les Stroud is the guy that does Survivor Man. Oh yeah, and as a trivia point here. He was flattered that Steve Carell wanted to make a episode based on that show. So he should make a YouTube good. channel that's like a real life Survivor Man reacts to this episode of The Office. <laughs> real life Survivor Man reacts in all caps to this episode of Survivor the show. It's getting. Confusing. I love reaction videos. <laughs> this real life lawyer reacts to some to Liar Liar the film. I watched that one. 
<laughs> liar, liar. Yeah, overruled. Um, okay, let's go to a segment I like to call, and you also prefer to call it this, Fashion Show, Fashion Show, Fashion Show at Lunch, where we talk about the fashion in the episode. There are some really great fashion moments in this episode. The first one I noticed was Pam's royal blue cardigan and smooth, beautiful, curly hair. Oh, very nice. <laughs> I didn't notice that. What, you were distracted by the pants tent? I think so. And maybe his asymmetrical shorts. Does <laughs> <laughs> shorts. I like what he says. I fashioned. As you can see, I fashioned my... Um, oh, as he's cutting it, saying, being careful not to cut my carotid artery. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a risk in any That's... like fashion industry. Any kind of, yeah. And it's it's so funny that he does this because obviously he could just roll his pants into his sh into shorts if he wanted. But that's not wearing lightweight pants and then making them cool enough is not a survivor. Like I know, and like, thing. and it's not. It's like immediately when he gets there, and really, like if you were by yourself, you could just wear your boxer briefs or just your underwear. Like you, if you get hot. Because obviously it's going to get a little chillier at night. And good thing he has the duct tape, although that's not going to last very long because he's already using that to duct tape his pants back on. He fashioned his hat back into his pants. <laughs> Fashion. Yeah. <laughs> he could have just run around naked because there's nobody out there. Yeah. And oh, well, he has he, hemorrhoids. He has hemorrhoids. So can you be naked if you have had hemorrhoids? I don't know. <laughs> Listeners. Tell you? us. I mean, I guess, well, you have to, right? Everyone has to be naked sometimes. In the, unless you're a never nude. That's true. <laughs> there are dozens of them. Uh, I like when he makes the kerchief, too. He kerchief. makes a hat and a kerchief. <laughs> Just Some the word kerchief. Of, I looked it up. That was a real word. Kerchief. Like, it's like, <laughs> I would like neckerchief, you know, but it's, yeah, the kerchief is the root. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. Okay. What is a thicket? Because they're, when they're going out into the um, the woods, Dwight says, oh, don't don't worry. It's just some some brush and a few thickets or something like that. Oh, I I didn't know thicket was a th like a specific thing. I thought it was like like brambles. Like I thought it was like, 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 oh, an, like the thickets that you would walk through. Like, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was like an area of like, oh, yeah, it is a dense group of bushes or trees. So it's like. I feel like I've heard it in um, Bambi or something where like yeah. a thicket, like we have to run we to grow the like thicket. a thicket around the castle in Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we are both kind of right. It's a, um, a dense group of bushes or trees. Thank you. Nice. You're, well, thank you as well. <laughs> uh, I, I liked Michael. I don't know who to attribute this to, but Michael at the end is wearing a gray sweatsuit wearing a, with a Battlestar Galactica sweatshirt which i'm sure is dwight's so it's dwight's fashion but it's on michael and i guess it's because oh wait i think i figured it out because i was like why would he need to wear a whole new clothes if he just like cut his pants into shorts but i think it's because he probably throws up oh on, his shirt at some point that makes sense he says that in a deleted scene that he threw up <laughs> yeah um why because dwight told him to throw up or because it just tasted bad Question: Why didn't Dwight just say "spit those out" instead yeah, of yelling? He just attacked just him, chewing the whole time. Yeah, yeah, he really He's did put him in his mouth. Out. Like I feel, yeah, I feel like um, 
he already got i don't know like when does the poison hit you is it when you're eating it in your mouth or when it hits your stomach because like at that point it's like kind of too late i guess for me it's usually like 45 minutes to an hour (laughs) hey a little bit of trivia here do you remember when we watched phantom thread and then thought our office podcast would be a good place to record our thoughts on that film too? (laughs) yeah this is kind of like phantom thread because it is um he likes to be sick and dwight just has to take care of him (laughs) likes to keep him weak yeah uh i deleted that off the feed but if anyone ever wants to hear it let me know in an email if anyone wants to hear yeah the off five crews um thoughts on phantom thread the um oscar nominated 2018 film starring um What's his name? Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis, greatest actor of all time. Let us know. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was it was up on the feed. That's I, like a, did not get a lot of downloads on it, so I ended up getting rid of it. That's like an off-five uh, deep cut right there. <laughs> that's right. Any other fashion? No more fashion for me, except for I did buy myself today a linen jumpsuit. Whoa. <laughs> I knew I knew you were gonna say what's a jumpsuit it's just like it's like a piece it's a piece of clothing that is pants and also a shirt I know that but why did you do that and why are you talking about it oh because it's fashion and because I'm okay, okay. excited about it oh fashion yeah I have some fashion too okay what is it I have been wearing some various skirts <laughs> been kind of, I've learned a lot just to get like I used to think air it air everything out yeah i get some perspective too because i was like always thought like man skirts are the one thing that uh the the female expressing people out there get to just rock and it looks so nice and then i bought one and it was like way too constrictive like i was like wow you can't even take a full stride in this this isn't what i wanted at all uh so i cut a bunch of slits in that uh got a different one that was more like airy but it had like which is nice, but it has no pockets or belt loops. So you have to buy them like the exact size you want, which is kind of annoying. And then I got another one that does have pockets and belt loops, but it has shorts underneath. So it's not very airy. And the pockets are so tiny. I don't know what the hell they're doing with those women's pockets. Like I know women clothes are smaller. So you might want the smaller pocket to be proportional, but what about like, they have the same size phones, right? Exactly. And I don't know. It seems like you might be looking for a kilt that might like uh, be everything that you're looking for. Maybe. Full stride, Maybe. pockets, belt loops. It's not a skort. Yeah, skorts. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, well, it was fun and rewarding, and I don't know. I'll probably just bust them out from time to time. But, yeah, just when it's really hot. I, I, yeah, it was, it was fun to wear a brand new kind of cloth for a bit. I wish I could wear a brand new type of cloth, but that's just, I guess. I Like a jock tried, strap. I guess I could try that. <laughs> I've also actually never worn a jock strap, so. Next week on the Off Five, Addie and Nathan's <laughs> review of Jockstrap. <laughs> All right, let's talk about our segment. We got to make sure YouTube comes down to film this, where we talk about the camera work because there's a lot of it in this episode. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, first of all, they're filming in the car once again. Um, most recently, we talked about this in Branch Wars, and mm-hmm. it's a little different because the camera is in the back seat so they're filming it michael and dwight from the back seat they're in the front seat and uh they're talking about um 
Michael being brought to this remote location. But Michael like uses this opportunity to kind of narrate what's going on, turns around and like looks at the cameraman to give him um, the lowdown on on the situation. So I thought that was a little interesting. You know who else turns around? to tell the cameraman things is Dwight who's driving the car. Yeah. And also like hitting Michael on the head with his shoe, removing his shoe while he's driving. to hit him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we've just got the one cameraman in the back. There's, I think they took out their little dash cams that they had last, last time. But um, the cameraman also follows them with, because Dwight tells him to come. He's like, he's like, we're going to go off all by yourself. And then he mouths to the cameraman, come on, let's stay back. <laughs> yeah i know and he says now it's just the two of us and it's like yep we can make if we try just the two of us mm-hmm. um and then the other thing i noticed is uh the montage of birthday experiences with michael um that's right we've got the surprises happening where michael jumps out and surprises kelly phyllis and oscar um on their birthday with a cake and just terrifies them. Um, and when Michael is singing happy birthday, the high harmony and Andy's face, um, which is also <laughs> horrified. So that's right. It's filming Michael singing the high harmony harmonies in quotes. And then the camera moves over to show Andy's face, which is how would disgusted. you describe it? Disgust- yeah, I think so. Yeah. Cause he was in here comes trouble. So he knows. Uh, yeah, and then when the whole time they're in the wilderness, they've got they're cutting between the camera that Michael is holding. Like I like that you pointed out, it's kind of like a show within a show because he thinks of himself as filming his own little survivor man for some reason. And, <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> what was he going to show this to? What's he making it for? Well, it, it would probably go. Cool, right? It would go into the um the film archive of you know how to deliver a baby, how to undo a girl's bra strap. Um, <laughs> That's right. And then all kids. Yeah. And then all the films that he does about like, you've got two hours or what does he oh, say at yeah. the end of it? You've, uh, these are our demands. These are yeah. our demands. Yeah. You have one hour. <laughs> yeah. <You whatever>. <laughs> yeah. That's right. It's for his son who, if he's watching it, he's already dead. <laughs> In yeah. A it's just a little somewhere. show. Um, and then, uh, iconic gym look. Um, it's pretty extreme when Phyllis calls him Michael. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Michael. I mean, Jim. Jim's face is like you know, you know the one. Yeah. Well, it sounds like we're talking about characters. Should we? You want to talk about the small characters or or the big characters? And when well, I say small and big, I'm referring to their roles in the episode, not so much their physical size. Yeah, we'll start with Kevin stature. as the big one. And then we'll go down all the way to Angela. Um, Not no, chill. Let's start with um, the smaller characters because I don't have too much. All I have is their demands for their birthday party. Let's let's go through them rapid fire. I'll say the character name and you say the thing about them. And then I'll add something if I have it. And if not, we'll move on. Because for all these things, I have literally one thing written down. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ryan. Word association. Uh, green initiative. <laughs> yeah didn't invite michael kelly nothing she's not in the episode is she i thought she wasn't because she doesn't interact with anyone but she does get scared in the montage so she's not in the 
She's not there today, but she was there in the past on her birthday. Okay. Kevin. Uh, would take all three cake. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes he works just because he's hoping for there to be a break. <laughs> Oscar. Part of Creed's gang. Oh, and he, he pretends to be okay with the, the party sep- uh, combined thing because he's reasonable. But deep down, he's clearly not. I don't get how people are not okay with that. To me, it's so annoying when people are like, oh, we need to get a cake for... And now, since I'm in a management role, it's like, oh, we got to get a cake for uh, this person who's leaving. I'm like, they've been here for three months. Like, I'm not going to get them a cake. Sorry. (laughs) I think it's so stupid. It's like, it's like we're adults. Rookie mistake. I know. I know. And it is. Every (laughs) time it doesn't happen, it's like, everyone's like, wow, she's so mean. I'm like, okay. Oh, man. You just got to get one of those Costco cakes that's so big that it's only $20 but everyone will get sick eating it or you like you just win. freeze half of it and when there's like a situation going on you just take out part of it from the freezer that's right you just always have oh, cake that's, on hand that's a great idea do that cake on hand um stanley uh oh he took an extra shot of insulin he's got diabetes have they said that he has diabetes before was, did they talk about that during have, healthcare? Or I, I don't think they did. Diabetes. Uh, I don't uh, think so. That's a, that's a that's a great quote. Is the why don't you have an apple? Why don't you mind your business? <laughs> it's really not. It's really not the best time to like be jumping into. <laughs> yeah, like, a person with diabetes knows how to get sugar. You don't have to suggest it. Yeah, that's a little, like, Well, actually. Well, actually. Oscar. Yeah, uh, Toby. Ooh, he asked for a. To be thrown into the birthday combo. Um, he's he's a little bit much sometimes. Yeah, he is a little bit much. He's like, I don't mean to be an inconvenience, but... Uh, poor Toby, he really... It's so funny because Michael does all these birthdays, and for the most part, people seem to hate it. Toby's the one person that does want a party, and it's the one person that Michael won't really give a party to. He's He scheduled it when everyone was leaving. <laughs> Yeah. But he's like the only person that actually wanted it. 4.58 on a Friday. Yeah. I was already out of there. I didn't see it. <laughs> I love I love Jim's. Oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, they think that Jim, because he had his birthday a while ago, um, is just, he doesn't get it. But I really think that Jim probably wouldn't care if they didn't do a um, work birthday party, right? Of course he wouldn't. Yeah. No. Hypothetically. Nobody. nobody <laughs> People just want to remember last time they did a birthday episode of The Office, Ryan, it was Ryan's birthday and they, they were pretending it was Meredith's birthday and it and Ryan was like telling him not, told Toby not to mention that it was his birthday. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, we got Angela. Angela. What is, what do you have for Angela? Uh, she's just kind of whining as about the party planning committee because of, of all the changes. Of course. Classic. I'm guessing she's the one that got these cakes and also a nice cobbler for Creed. Yeah. And then Jim just says, yeah, we can get him a cake too. And she's like, you can't. We can't just add that on. (laughs) Uh, Creed. Creed is, he wants a birthday peach pie or cobbler. um, And he pulls Jim aside and acts like they're (laughs) like doing a drug deal or something. Tell tell her it's for Creed. She'll know what that means. Like, oh, like it's (laughs) for Creed. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's funny because he—it's like he's got a thing, but he also didn't even know who he was going to ask. He's like, he's like, well, I'll talk to Angela, and he's like, I don't care who you're going to talk to, just make get it done. <laughs> It'll, be like, It'll be Angela. It'll be Angela. Yeah, and then he says, all right, tell her it's for Creed. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, well, whatever it means, Creed ends up eating the whole thing, it seems like. Good for him. Right out of the pan. Yeah. And it's his actual birthday, so good job, Creed. Right. He's 108. <laughs> Wait, no, he's 40. He's 30, right? 30, yeah. If he dyes his hair. Somewhere in there. Um, I didn't have anything for Phyllis. No Daryl. We kind of talked about Andy and his cake thing already. Pizza rolls. So and let's talk about pops. our. That's right. Let's talk about our main characters. Dwight has weaponry all around the office. Um, his justification is that he saved uh, Jim's life with a can of pepper spray. He also yeah. would be the overkill killer. <laughs> At the end of the episode where he saves Jim's life, I guessing that punch was going to kill him. Uh, <laughs> With pepper spray, at the end of that episode, doesn't he get all of his weapons taken away by Toby? Or was that after he shot a gun in the office? No, you're right. It was after he used the pepper spray. So, I mean, even though well, that happened, well, he still he still brought him back or just kept him there. But then he's also going to get it taken away in advance by Jim before he duels with Andy. Oh, and you're right. right. He also shoots a gun in the office, so... Right. He's he's such a gun rights advocate. And everything, like blow darts. Yeah, it's not just like, uh, at least he's creative. It's not just like an AR. Um, it's like a blow darts, a slingshot, bunch of different knives. <laughs> Mr. A knife. <laughs> Mr. A knife. <laughs> you have to have a blow gun in your house in case the government becomes tyrannical. I think this is like a classic example. Uh, it's pretty funny when he says... People say that it's dangerous to have weapons, but I think it's better to be harmed by someone you know accidentally versus having a stranger kill you on purpose. It's like, oh, really? Because to me, that doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess they're more likely to call the cops. I mean, the they're more likely to call the hospital or whatever. But, you know, the truth is a lot of people are killed by guns in their homes by accident when they're cleaning them or kids will kill another kid or maybe their parent by accident. So Which, yeah. The reality of that. Yeah, that is the reality. And um, I guess in 2007, it was a different time. Yep. It was 13 years difference. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Thanks. I've been working on my uh, <laughs> So he has the weapons all around. He, he, like, has the duct tape and knife ready to go. But my takeaway from Dwight is, like, he, he cares about Michael. He says he's going to, like, watch him. He almost shoots him probably accidentally with his rifle. But the main thing is that he's pretending like he's camping with Michael. That's why he's camping nearby, I think. Oh, he wasn't invited to go camping with Michael. but Or with like, Ryan. This is, like, they're together. That's true. Um, That was only HR people or something. I also think that... It's kind of interesting to have both of those storylines going on where at the same time that Michael's like, yeah, I need to get something to eat, maybe a rabbit or something. Dwight is just so professional about it'll just be a couple more minutes here for these sparrow eggs. Mm -hmm. Those are some big eggs. Yeah. And he found that immediately. <laughs> In the episode of Survivor Man, I saw he did go get some eggs and he, they had been abandoned and he cooked them up and they were rotten. But then he went and got another one and it was like the, the bird was like half developed in there. But he ate it and he said it was good. Ew! Well, what one time heck? I went to the international market in Albuquerque. And uh, I had just eaten duck at a Chinese food place. And I thought it was really good. And I wanted to 
to put egg on my burger. And I was like, well, if a chicken egg is good, I bet a duck egg is even better. So I found duck eggs and I was going to go buy one. And I brought it up to the to the cashier and the lady at the cashier did not speak very much English. And yeah. she was just like, baby duck, baby duck. Ah! I, like, I know. Yeah. And she's like, baby duck, you, you have to boil it. And I was like, okay. And then like I I had two of them and I brought it home and I was like, I don't know about this egg, guys. So we boiled it for a really long time, opened it up, and that's what it was. There's a baby uh, duck in there? Fire. Yeah, it was like half formed like this. It was like a yolk with like a head and like wings coming off of it. Oh, and that's my like a delicacy. Gosh. Oh uh, my gosh. But I didn't it was like a fertilized duck egg. Uh and so my roommates and I boiled it and then like she told me to boil it for like fifteen minutes or something like that. And then we opened it up and we all like screamed and ran away and then the cat <laughs> ate it. <laughs> and the other one we just left in the fridge for like three months and then we went and hid it on campus. Oh my Freezer. god. <laughs> that is the most disturbing story I've ever heard from you. Oh, it's one of my favorite memories. <laughs> <laughs> baby duck, uh... baby duck. You're like, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, he, he goes and gets the eggs and he like is really professional. It's like no big deal to Dwight. He could do this all day. Yeah. He's like about, he, he can about even... three yeah, he knows how to like, like slightly. Because if I put a egg in a fire, I'm sure it'd be too hot and it would just crack when it started boiling inside. Yeah, he he even started a fire without any what flint or anything. Maybe he had a match or a lighter, but he already knows what's up. And I mean, the thing is that if you really wanted to make everybody else jealous in the office, you should just invite Dwight on a camping trip because you'd probably have a great time. Yeah, well, man, if. If Michael just liked or respected Dwight more, they would have had so much fun. I know. The, the course of the show so far. I know. It's true. It's kind of sad. I mean, it makes it funnier, obviously, but it is kind of sad. You're like, oh, it could have, should have, would have been, you know? Yeah. Well, let's talk about Michael and Dwight since since we're doing that. Um, because that's kind of what I was thinking with Michael is like he tries to get Jim to go uh, during a deleted scene but I'm very glad it was removed. He tried to get Pam to go before Jim, but he kept <laughs> saying, Jim's a really good friend of mine. So, you know, like I would never do anything inappropriate. Oh no. Uh, he says it way too many times. And like, he's like, living with Jan and also just no for every reason, but you know, he can't do it. He can't get invited with the people and stuff. And so then he's going by himself, but he has no, like I've been camp camping tons of times by myself, two times in the past three weeks that that he doesn't have any idea of what camping by yourself would be. So instead he has to like turn it to television and yeah, because and, like you could have a great time camping by yourself, but he also has to like always have an audience. Like he can't just hang out yeah. by himself. Like he has to have that camera there to talk to even. And even though he says, you know, I'm by myself completely. It's like, okay, but you're by yourself completely every night. Like, yeah. <laughs> you still don't know how to hang out with yourself. Um, at least with Jan. You know, f oh, yeah. First, first thing you need is a tent. <laughs> Second, Doesn't it a sleeping bag. Doesn't it seem like this episode should have come out after dinner party? Yeah, totally. And deposition? Because it's like, he doesn't mention Jan at all. He just disappears. He doesn't call her. Jan he, has plastic boobs. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, never mind. I guess that would be. But he doesn't say like he doesn't like call her and be like, "Hey, I'm not going to be home tonight." He's so desperate that he needs an audience for the fact that he's leaving because you can go camping. There's this thing called the weekend, Michael. <laughs> you don't have to leave in the middle of a work day and then come back some amount of days later because also they like spin him around so he doesn't even know the way back. And even if he did, 
Dwight's car is going to be gone according to their plan. So like if he's going to just be camping by himself and surviving, I guess that's hard enough, but he also will be lost. <laughs> and he also yeah. will have a ride back. I'll have to hitchhike back or whatever. Yeah. Well, at least he made a shelter from the sun. He just, I don't know why he thinks that he can eat those mushrooms. Everybody knows that mushrooms are poisonous. I love when he says that the sun is in the sky, so he can estimate the time, but he clearly looks at his watch before he says it. <laughs> and there's a clock on the camera, so you can see that it's 2.03. <laughs> yeah, and at what point do you think his camera's going to run out of battery? That's the other thing. I would say, like, the Survivor Man, that guy, he must bring a ton of cameras because he's got, like, a GoPro on his chest, but he must have a lot of a ton of batteries for the cameras he has because he's making a show. Yeah, I mean, that would be my number one priority with, like, a little camcorder like that. They don't hold a charge very very long. I love, I've been without food for a few hours now, and I'm starting really to feel starting it. Really starting to feel it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, man, you should you should try being on Survivor. Yeah. Rice every day right. for weeks. <laughs> Michael also does some things that are just inappropriate for our, our segment. You never expect you are the murderer. I think it'd be fun to talk about because there's there's a few of them in the. Uh, well, I mean, we talked about Broken Mountain and his like homophobia. You know, because before that he was he was like, oh, I don't know, camping with a bunch of guys. Like, Egh. um. But then he also says black stew crack when he points at Stanley's like the like the wrinkles by his eyes. Oh my god. And that's like it, an inverse of a like a racial stereotype saying. But then he makes it even worse by saying not the drug. <laughs> like he has to correct it because, oh, I don't know. He didn't learn anything from Diversity Day. Um, yeah. And uh, going along with you never expect you're the murderer. Well, it's pretty clear that Dwight would be actually a really good murderer. He's actually yeah. scarier than any serial killer. <laughs> For real, though. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Yeah definitely but he did save the oh, life michael also has like <laughs> michael's life yeah so he's the opposite of a serial killer he yeah. saved jim's life and now he saved michael's life he's a serial rescuer <laughs> hero a hero <laughs> um empathy respect. respect what was h honesty honesty and open-mindedness open-mindedness that was the o <laughs> Sorry, um, and then our other you never expect you're the murderer character is Jim. Um, yep. I like that he says absolutely yes, because that's what he always says when Michael asks him to do something. But then he's always busy. Um, reminds me of it's our... very similar to what he says to Dwight. and Yeah, and too. absolutely I do. Um, absolutely. And then he's just, he's struggling as a rookie um, back at the office trying to hold it up. And I think this kind of highlights the fact that maybe Michael is good at being a manager i mean he knows what everyone likes like he's made the mistakes before and mm -hmm. although he like puts himself as the butt of jokes a lot without meaning to he really is doing it for a reason you know um he's just trying to lighten the tension and i don't think jim has gotten that um he will in 10 years he'll figure it out <laughs> that's uh, right. but then he says i'm not gonna be there in 10 years he's like yeah that's no what I way said. yeah but also the show's getting done before then <laughs> should have said. Uh, well, so yeah, I say so. Jim, for you never expect you're the murderer. There's a couple of things. Like one is that he says, "I got to donate blood." That's why he can't go. And then Michael says, "How often can you do that?" And he says, "Is there a limit?" Which kind of shows that Jim has never donated blood. So <laughs> uh, that's not great. I mean, 
I guess I haven't either. So <laughs> talking, but you know, I'm no hero. I'm not. I'm not your role model here. I didn't. Uh, I saved a life today, my own, because I didn't donate blood. Bag of blood, hat with no blood in it. That's <laughs> what I have. Uh, but he also doesn't call Michael out on his homophobia. Like he's he's kind of like entertaining himself. But you know, he could have been a little bit more of an advocate there. Yeah, he's not. I hate to say it. Engaging in allyship in this moment. Um, he he rarely he does. Do job. He rarely does. Um, yeah, True. and he does do the job. And he's trying to be innovative and um, save people time and money, but that doesn't work out. Not at Dunder Mifflin. Well, he says, like, he, he tells Oscar, like, maybe we could send another invoice. Like, he is, like, they, sh- they show, like, just that little part of he is doing the day-to-day, but he's how quickly he's becoming Michael by, like, having to go into his office and uh, trying to call a meeting in the conference room. And and that Phyllis calls him that. Yeah. <laughs> he's and, like, oh, and, no. And Pam's kind of making fun of him. She's like, conference room? <laughs> yeah he's like no 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 no. we can room. figure it out here like oh can yeah, we um which kind of brings us oh, to actually, pam yeah pam okay, is looking pam. beautiful she's um trying to support jim uh but she is also just kind of not engaged um with michael when he's trying to tell her about his camping trip um what she's else kind of messing with jim like she like do you think it's a good idea Hmm. like she's like having fun kind of watching jim's downfall because she knows it's low stakes it's birthday but yeah he almost gets a full-on riot on his hands yeah not not good. riot but like a mutiny a coup <laughs> yeah so there's uh i wanted to mention the deleted scenes for this episode i'm glad that a lot of them were cut because a lot of them contradict the themes that this episode is obviously going for so one of the ones was cut is somebody i think phyllis saying that she just wasn't she was going to call in sick for her birthday because of how little she likes the way Michael treats people on their birthday. More people complaining about Michael's birthday. There's also a scene earlier where Pam tells Michael that it's Creed's birthday, which I feel like undercuts the fact that like Michael is says, oh, it's Creed's birthday today later and starts singing it because it's trying to make it seem like like Michael just loves those people and loves he like does do it all for them. And he's even going to it's not just for attention like he's going to sing happy birthday to creed even if nobody is around yeah because he's and, not filming that himself he's getting filmed but he doesn't know it and he's like um he came back just to sing happy birthday um but yeah and he's like back in his element yeah uh and you know and so like stuff like that like her having to tell him that it was the birthday and that they have to do something kind of undercuts the theme or like one of the ideas they're going for that michael really does live for this and it's at the end when he does the thing with like that's what she said and he says it just to lighten the mood is is that it's like really trying to go like oh michael is doing this stuff in like a selfless way Mm -hmm. because he wants the office to run better which is interesting because in a lot of ways that's not been the case before and it's been pretty obvious that he would like rather everything go down in flames than his own ego get hurt so this i think this is definitely another step in like softening of michael as well as based on like last time a step in the gym having to take some more responsibility becoming more adult do you like that or not um i don't dislike it but i do think that as the show goes on they try to sell that he's like become this great boss that everyone loves <laughs> and i don't yeah. really this is like one of the first time that's happened he's like making people happy but it, there's no real reason why it would have happened between the start of the show and the end of michael leaving but i do think that they're trying to sell like oh like going on this little survivor thing like helped him 
become more of one of those people. You know, it's like the little lessons he's learning along the way are the episodes of the show. Yeah, I like that. It would have made it more complex for him to like not have known about, you know, not lived for Cree's birthday or to make everyone happy in the office and to have Pam um, have to tell him that. And um, it would have made it like he's got a life outside of the office. And I guess like him learning lessons is character development. But I don't know. The show could have gone in a totally different direction if he would have been able to blossom outside of the office in a way. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. Like, like, yeah. um, it could have been more complex. But I, I do think like in this, I think this is kind of like a turning point in his character development where it's like, OK, are we going to make it so that he is all invested in? being a manager and he you know kind of has to it's kind of bleak like he has to give up on all of his other dreams of being a survivor man like can't even make Mm -hmm. it a few hours he comes back for the birthday whereas like if he would have made it through the night like maybe he would have had some personal development and maybe he would have even thought oh i can break up with jan i don't need her you know like i can do this on my own um but that's not the way it played out. So, um, I, yeah, I'm glad they cut that from the deleted scenes, but could have been a different arc. Well, and like Kevin in the deleted scene says, yeah, I love my birthday. I usually have a great time. It, it's on the weekend after my birthday with my friends that don't work here. <laughs> right, uh, right. So there's like these two competing sides of each character and the side of Michael's character that always wins over is that he's completely dedicated to this job. Until the end and when he meets Holly. Well, yeah, I think he's like doing it for himself. Like he's trying to be fun to people like him. Then he evolves to where he's trying to do these things for the people in the office, not for him. And then, uh, you know, finally self-actualizes with like being able to leave the job for himself and, and for Holly to like go away. So he's kind of approaching the second arc of that, the second act. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. But I still don't know. I think when he sings the high harmony, it's because he's oblivious, like not because he's like trying to be a clown or that the boss of the office should necessarily also be the comic relief. Yeah. <laughs> no. I a mean, good office. I think that the boss definitely sets the tone. Um, and so just by being lighthearted in a way that has made I mean, you don't have to be homophobic and racist, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you can be lighthearted. And I think that helps set the tone. So. And it is kind of all-consuming, you know, to always be that. So I don't think he's the murderer. Yeah. Well, they build on this where they start saying, like, oh, yours is the best branch. Like, the only one that's still open and stuff like that. That's it's that kind of idea. It's like, oh, I guess you being a goof, a goofball and having people watch Varsity Blues was actually good for the office. Not bad, like we thought. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, do you have any finer things, Club, that we didn't mention so far? No, I just... I was glad that we mentioned the Battlestar Galactica sweatsuit. Um, that was in my finer club, finer things club. Must have been named Dwight's car. Yeah. No, just, wait, it was the PT just, Cruiser though. Just yeah. Waiting. So they went to the. No, they were in they Dwight's, went to Dwight's car. car to get it. Yeah. I think it was the PT Cruiser. Really? I thought Dwight was driving. It was, but it looked really like a more modern car for that time, like not it's, a Camaro or whatever his old car was. A bitchin' Camaro. Muscle. Yeah. Um. Uh, 
Well, I, I think my finer things club is kind of a macro thing, but it's just, it's so funny that Michael was going to go out for one or two or three or four more days. And that if Dwight hadn't stayed, he probably would have been dead within five hours of leaving. I know. Oh my gosh. I mean, not every mushroom kills you right away as we learned in Phantom Thread, but like he wasn't going to be able to survive. It was, it's just be like so funny. It's like, remember when Michael left yesterday to go survive in the wilderness? Yeah, he's dead already. <laughs> I know. Into the wild. Yeah, into the wild. Yeah. I guess that was foreshadowing. Yeah. And then at the end, he's like, I don't, I, you know, I've got AC. I've got the cleanest air. Before he was like, I want out of here the asbestos and the fluorescent lights. But then he's like, look, I got a wallpaper that's a Grand Canyon or maybe clouds. And I've got AC. I've got a wooden desk. And it's like, he's in his element. And that's sad. But uh, at least he learned something. He probably would have had a terrible time on the on Ryan's camping trip. I mean, but I don't know for sure if he would have had a terrible time, but he definitely would have made everyone else's time terrible. Yeah, he he definitely would have. He can't handle himself. He gets too excited. <laughs> it's like dinner party. Too much. <laughs> That's right. Okay, let's do our Dundies? ratings. Yeah, ratings and Dundies. Oh, okay, cool. Should we go over the thing? Yeah. <laughs> seven out of seven is absolutely I do. Absolutely I do. Six yeah. out of seven is Pretzel Day. Yeah. Five out of seven is Beach Day. Beach Five Day. Five out of seven is Beach Day. Four out of seven is Alfredo's Pizza Cafe. Three out of seven is A Little Stitious. Two out of seven is um, Garbage the Cat. Mm. One out of seven yeah. is This Just Stinks. Just, yeah. All right. Uh, so we'll count down. Um, do you have yours? Yeah, I'm ready. Three. Oh, are you two. ready? Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One. One. Alfredo's Pretzel Pizza Day. Cafe. <laughs> Oh, I could go up. I'll go up to Pretzel Day. We'll go, let's all go down to Beach Day. That way we could be in the middle. Okay, Beach Day. Beach Day. Yeah. I think it that's not perfect. Beach Day, yeah. It was it's I think I got too excited like Michael. It's better better than um better than average. And one that always has stuck out in my mind as a I don't know, it's like it's kinda like inception. Like you've got a show within a show based on a show. Um of a show <laughs> that's right oh i forgot one for we got to make sure youtube comes down to film this i, okay, I noticed this uh when the cameraman is following dwight you see the cameraman's hand moving some trees out of the way it's the first time i've ever noticed <gasps> oh good job yeah. i didn't notice that at all yeah if you watch the scene like he kind of like pushes some brushes so it's on the left side you'll see it a thicket but, uh, that's right he pushes the thicket um who are we gonna give our dundies to do Dundie you have one ready it's gonna go to I'm going to give mine to ugh, Creed. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Creed. Yeah. Happy birthday. And thanks for, uh, you know, changing the norm. Don't go for a cake. If you want a cobbler or a pie, that's that's your prerogative. It's your birthday. That's right. It's Thinking outside the cobbler box Dundee. cake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Thinking well, outside the box cake. I guess. I guess I should give mine to Dwight because he did literally save a life, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Mm. But okay. you know what? You know what? You know what? What? I'm gonna I'm gonna think outside the box of cake and give it to the cameraman that goes with them because the fact that he was able to get all those good angles and not even have Michael know that anyone was out there when he's often closer than Dwight is. Oh, that's impressive. good. Yeah, that's really sneaky. good. It's a award for sur survivor style key sneaky camera work. So you're gonna <laughs> give it to Pam's secret lover. That's right. Well, who's doing the who's operating the boom out there? <laughs> because that's the thing. 
if <laughs> if Michael didn't think the cameraman was going, why would he be wearing his lapel mic still? He would have taken that off. Yeah. Plot hole. This show sucks. <laughs> and that's all that's we have. Of... Thanks for listening. That's right. You're we were done here. Um, but I have uh, a couple things for our segment called I think I hold up very well to even severe scrutiny. Ooh. Okay, yeah, let's hear it. Okay. We um, spoiler alert, we don't hold up well. <laughs> it's true. Uh okay, we got five stars from Algernon. Oh, it's like Algernon uh Algernon. But it's like non is like the bread non. Anyway, I like that name. I Ooh, that's exactly cool. What it's yeah. The friend chemistry of these folks is fantastic and they get me through my work shifts and drives is the title. Nice. These two are hilarious and I actually laugh out loud when I'm listening to them. It is truly hard to believe that they met on Craigslist because they talk as though they've known each other for years, which we have now, kind of. At this point, yeah. yeah. Some people complain about the voicing of political views, but I very much appreciate it. Y'all are great. And Addy... Or is it spelled Addy, A-D-D-I-E? It is A-D-D-I-E. I live in Oregon, too. I assume you either moved to Bend or Portland, which nope. is not a good assumption. <laughs> Where did you move? Ashland. No, we don't need to tell people. Yeah, that's right. But if yeah. anyone lives in Ashland, that'd be cool to meet a fan in real life. That would be cool. And my address uh, is... I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, I'm from Portland, and I promise we aren't mean. Oregon Aww. also has a lot of breweries. Perfect for second drink and crack open a cold opening. Keep Aww. doing your guys' thing. You get me through my work week, and I put your show on every time I'm driving. I always look forward to your next episode. You make my heart soar with the eagle's nest. That's so nice. <laughs> yeah. And we didn't do a second drink. I'm, I'm drinking tin cup American whiskey, which is made <laughs> right here in northern part of Colorado in Denver. I'm drinking the um, Pacific Sparkling Craft Seltzer, the sun-kissed grapefruit. Ooh, it's, the tagline is made hard to drink easy. <laughs> uh, here's another review. Killed my interest is the title. Ooh. My interest in this show was limping along, but having downloaded an episode and started listening to it and have it be about one of the worst shows of all time, my interest is dead. Oh, I'll wait. now forget this show existed. So they don't like The Office? Just they kidding. Don't like they don't the like city. Sex in the City. I knew there there yeah. were going to be some people that didn't have an overlap, um, unfortunately. Okay. But sorry. And that was by DK four eight or DK four six eight four, and they gave us one star. So I'm I don't know. Be like I don't know. Sorry, but they already forgot the show existed, and they don't listen to it. <laughs> so why why talk to them? Five stars from Dave Allen ninety eight. It is a weekly must. I try to listen every week on my ride home from work. It helps me chill and laugh after a long day. And the witty commentary is perfect. Truly a favorite of mine. So thank you, Dave Allen. That was nice. And I also wanted to thank Lee G for sending us a nice email where she sent us some things from Mindy Kaling's book about the differences between Mindy and the character play she plays Kelly, as well as uh, the some of the like webisodes to the subtle sexuality music video. And it was really fun to talk to her about there. So thanks for sending an email. If you want to send us an email, send it to the off five podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And tell us what it's like to camp on the East coast. Yeah. Do that. If you have the guts out there, East coasters. <laughs> oh, I assure you that East coasters have the guts. They're scary yeah. guts. If you're, if you're not too busy walking here. <laughs> All um, right. Well, that's, that'll do it for this week's episode. That wraps it up. Close the book on Survivor Man. <laughs>
an ad for a pocket detail wrap skirt and it's like i gotta sh- oh i gotta send it to you because it's so funny it's it a good one for me it's yeah it's like perfect let me see if i can uh, i don't know I, the sexism i'm gonna stop the recording okay